This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, Jeff Kasuf, your host of Kicking Back, and I'm here with another episode. This one with Stephanie Cox, fullback for OL Rain. She's a longtime Rain player, started with the team when they were known as Seattle Rain, actually retired for a few years and went into coaching, and was an assistant coach for the team when the team was going through a bout of injury struggles, had some roster shortages, and coupled with that, she realized she missed playing so she came back and here she is um, just turned 35 and is still playing she's a former olympic gold medalist with the u.s women's national team and uh, really cool story um, just for the love of the game she's a coach she is a player once again and a lot of fun sort of memories here um, with one of the nwsl's veterans so um, she also played in wps so really a fun chat here with Stephanie Cox. Excited to bring you this. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review to help us elevate the podcast and bring it to more people. So without further ado, here is another episode of season two of Kicking Back. Welcome to another edition of Kicking Back, a podcast bringing you closer to personalities in women's soccer. I'm Jeff Kasuf, your host, and excited to be joined this episode by Stephanie Cox, who many of you will know uh, from her days playing in Seattle and, and Portland before that in the college days, and obviously for the U.S. national team. Uh, Stephanie, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff. Um, I'm just looking forward to our chat and getting to talk about women's soccer and um, my lengthy career. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, the, the amazing thing that um, – I think anybody who's followed along is it's so impressive is and interesting. And I think people would love to hear about, you know, right out the gate maybe is, you know, you played for the rain, uh, Seattle rain at the time from, from the start of the NWSL, you decided to retire. Um, and, and then a few years after retiring 2019 decided to come back. Um, and you were an assistant at the time. I'm, I'm curious how that conversation went, but um, you know, what, what was that? like for you? Because that's a, you know, there, there aren't a lot of comebacks, especially with that much sort of a, of a gap. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, yeah, started off in the WPS and then played in the NWSL and, um, was glad that Seattle, you know, had a team close to close to home, like an hour, one way commute for me. Um, and after having my daughter Kaylee, um, in 2013, you know, wanted to make it run back on the full team. And, um, once, you know, I kind of had been cut, um, you know, pathway, you know, it was really evident that that wasn't going to happen. Um, that really took a lot of, um, you know, juice out of me, honestly. And, you know, so I played one more season with the rain and, and had a good career, but I just felt like, okay, um, you know, it's, it's time to move on. Um, you know, let's have another kid. Let's, you know, grow our family. Um, what's next and coaching, you know, I still, um, 
felt passionate about the game, but I felt passionate about um, helping other athletes, you know, pursue their dreams and helping them, you know, overcome obstacles and just all the kind of the life lessons that I learned through my career and kind of passing that on. Um, and yeah, so I was in coaching for three years and had um, my younger daughter, Grace, and, um, you know, fortunately the, the rain moved down to Tacoma and our owner Bill had called and said, I know that the commute was an issue for you. Um, now we're playing at Cheney stadium, which is like a 15 minute commute for me. Super, super easy. I mean, closer than any college I could coach at. And he was like, would you like to come on staff as a coach? And I was like, yeah, heck yeah. Sign me up. And, and, um, so, you know, that was in 2019, and that was the year of the World Cup. So we had just this massive roster. If you look at our, um, you know, season poster from that, it's like looks like a football team. There's like 35 players um, because from injuries and World Cup traveling, we had pulled in all these players. And so I would be in the coaching meetings and, you know, we'd all be brainstorming. OK, who can we pull in? What player can we pull from Europe? Who do we know? And and it was just so hard for me to kind of bite my tongue and, um and just really be invested just solely as, as a coach. Um, and, uh, yeah, so about not halfway through, but around the world cup break, uh, you know, I kind of set up a meeting with Lotco and I, um, and I kind of started off wrong. Probably I said I had a problem and he got all nervous, like, Oh no, what happened? What did I say? What's going wrong? And I said, well, I really want to play. And then he, you know, got a smile on his face and, um, yeah, that was the start of it. And, and really, um, just overall, I just feel so fortunate to be a part of a club that really lets me, um, pursue my dreams and lets me kind of express myself and, um, do what I'm passionate about and is supportive of me, not only as a player, but as a mom and, um, really helps enable me to, to be able to do it all. What was that, um, I guess, what was that itch like for you to, to get back? You mentioned sort of trying to make a run at the U S team again. And, um, you know, that maybe taking a little bit, you know, draining was maybe the word that you use there, but, um, you know, a, a lot of players that that's kind of a common story where whether they've had a long career with the U S or they just, maybe they didn't make it yet and realize that it's not going to happen. And, and, you know, it seems like maybe sometimes that becomes sort of a, all right, well, that was the goal and maybe I move on. And, um, but you know, what was that like in those off years? What, what were you feeling like that, that made you want to get back? Yeah. Uh, great question. You know, you definitely have that goal in mind. Um, you know, I really wanted to make the 2015 world cup team and kind of when that was, you know, not going to happen, um, yeah, it, it really drained me and, um, it almost took, you know, the passion out of the game for me. Um, I really didn't feel motivated to improve as a player. Um, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking, you know, and, um, it was hard to get that call to, to hear from Jill that my contract was cut. Um, but I wanted to, to be a good teammate. Um, so, you know, I just felt like in between, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, so I think, um, retiring, but, but honestly just, you know, stepping back away from the game as a player 
And, and then that year, you know, when I was on staff and coaching with Laco and then getting to play, um, you know, the process for me was just totally different. I didn't have that, you know, goal in mind to come back in and play on the U S team. Um, obviously, you know, some of my former teammates on the U S team are, are still playing, you know, and I know that I'm not crazy far off from that level, you know, I'm, I'm playing professionally, but that's, that's not my goal. Um, my goal is to be the best that I can be every day to be a good teammate. And, and honestly, the, the goal was just to have fun, um, to have fun and pursue my dreams. And, and honestly, that first step, I remember talking to my husband, I across this big bridge every time I come home and, you know, I always process with him on my drive back and he's like, why don't you give it a shot? Like every time you, like, sometimes I would hop out during practice, like, you know, I'd be the, the opposing team and I would just have fun breaking down our team, like with passes and stuff. And he's like, every time you play, you like have fun, like, why don't you just give it a shot? And, um, honestly I was, I was scared, you know, I was scared. What if I don't have it anymore? What if I can't do it? What if I fall on my face? And sure enough, you know, the next week, like I did, I, you know, caught the ball when I was dribbling and just fell on my face and laughed at myself and, and got back up. And, you know, so, um, coming back, there's just been, just been so much more freedom in my play and, um, and I just really, really enjoy it. And, um, knowing that, um, you know, sometimes there can be different motivations to play and that it's okay for me to, it's almost like a a break for me as a mom. And even, you know, as a coach, I know I'll, I'll get back into coaching one day. Um, but coaching, you're always thinking about your players, about your team, how can everyone else get better? And, and now I had, you know, it's, it's a nice break for me to just, um, think about my own game and, um, yeah. And just enjoy being on the field again. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think you find that you play your best, just trying to have fun, like you said, which is, is really interesting. Um, so, so you play that 2019 season, you started as a, a national team replacement player as the, mm-hmm. the sort of quote unquote designation is from the league. Um, and then, and then sign on full-time. And then, you know, I, I think the, the thing too is 2020 hits the pandemic, obviously um, the, you know, the regular season is um, essentially canceled. I mean, and then the, the challenge cup is scheduled as this bubble tournament Um you know, and now you're here preparing for 2021. And I, I think a lot of people might've said, Hey, you know, I'm good. I've got a, I've, I've had a great career. I've got an Olympic gold medal. I've played in world cups. Um, I've, yeah. I've come back, um, you know, and now there's these challenges that are, you know, um, life-threatening in a way in, in terms of what the yeah. pandemic is. Um, you know, what, what's it, uh, is it been that fun factor that has kept you going through that year and into this year? Yeah, I, I think that it's, as you get older, it's just nice to, you know, take these new stages and see what you can learn from life and be, be open to these things. And as I reflect, like so much of, um, you know, kind of originally when I had wanted to retire that time away from the national team, um, the off season had seemed so long, right? So no, you know, when I was with the full team, like you're in the camps in the off season. Um, so, 
it's not like you're having three months of just training on your own or five months of training on your own. And when I mean training, I mean like running and running and running. So that was something that I never really enjoyed. Um, and probably definitely part of my motivation to retire, like, okay, I don't, I don't need to do this anymore. And even when I had grace, like I wasn't running and training on my own. I wasn't soccer fit. And so when COVID hit, um, you know, that was my first off season, um, after 2019 and, you know, I'm ready for preseason. And then we go into the first week of preseason and then they're, you know, literally that Friday, they're like, okay, we're shutting down. And I remember talking to my coach after that first week and I was like, okay, can I just do something like medium intensity, like every day, like I can fit that in my schedule, something every day. And he, but just like medium intensity, he's like, nope, I want you to do something hard and then you'll have the next day off and then you're going to go hard again. And I like almost broke down. I probably start crying on the phone call. Cause I was like, I, how much longer can I do this? And, um, and it was just this real, um, you know, mental shift that I had to make. And, uh, like you said, like I could have been like, okay, this, you know, I don't want to push through this. Um, but again, I realized like, wait, this is, I actually get to do this for my job. And I actually do like working hard. I actually like busting my butt. Like today we had a 90 minute scrimmage and it was grueling. Um, but now I get two days off, you know? So as long as you give me the days off, like I'll bust my butt. Um, and then you get to feel proud of, of your effort. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of mom friends and, you know, they're in that time period, they're trying to get fit. They're trying to do different things. And I looked at myself and I'm like, wow, I have like almost a personal coach. He's giving me my schedule who, and I have teammates whom I'm accountable to like, I get to do this. And so, you know, it was two and a half months uh, more, you know, it was a, a long off season till that challenge cut till that preseason um, last what we left June, beginning of June. So, you know, the rest of March, April, May, and it was like, okay, girls, let's go to the, you know, once they were done with their morning zoom call schoolwork, let's go to the track. I got to go run and rain or shine and bring a blanket, bring snacks, bring a, you know, little pop-up tent or an umbrella. And they'd watch me and I would do, you know, what I needed to do to be ready. And so it really was just a mental shift. Um, and for me to like, okay, I get to have this time away, um, work hard and, and then feel good about the, the off day tomorrow. So, so yeah. Um, and now I get to tell myself, okay, I'm fit. <laughs> I can do what I do, um, because of that fitness. So, yeah. That, that's amazing. That that's, um, what was the challenge cup like for you? Because you were one of the few moms in yeah. that, that bubble that had, um, a different, uh, I guess, living arrangement, right. That, that it was, there were the couple hotels and then there were the apartments by the, the field there. That was, I guess maybe it was a slightly different experience then because you were removed from the team essentially. Yeah. So every mom kind of got to decide what they wanted to do. Um, we, the rain went early. We went to Montana for a month for our preseason because our County and our state wouldn't like allow us to have team practices. So for that month, um, I was in a hotel with the team and I decided just to maintain that same kind of living environment for the challenge cut. So, you know, um, we, they equipped us, you know, with, um, adjoining rooms. So we had two rooms. I had a nanny, she had her own room. 
um, it was, it was really great. You know, I remember the, the first call, our owner, Bill called me and he's like, Hey, you're the second person I'm telling, like, how can we make this possible for you? And I'm like, I can't stay in an apartment or a hotel with two kids for two months. Like this is not going to happen. And, and, you know, just totally just processing. It was like, I didn't come back. So to take my family away for two months. Like this is not why, like I, I came because it's a 15 minute commute. It's convenient for my family. And you just, you know, then I got to a point, well, okay, well, but what am I missing? You know, it's COVID right now. No one's doing anything like let's go on this adventure. We can do this and let's just make the most of it. And honestly, like I wouldn't take that back for the world. Um, it was an incredible experience. Um, my girls got to be around all of these incredible teammates that I have, these great role models exposed to, to so many different new people and, and things. And um, and then my youngest daughter was happy as a clam in the hotel pool every day. And she got to learn how to swim. And I got to teach her how to swim over the course of two months. And they were the only, you know, fans in the stands and they ate that up and, and, yeah, just crazy adventures. And, um, you know, not it, I mean, in adventures, I mean, like we brought my daughter's little Jeep and we drove it down to the lobby and into the parking lot, you know, and did sparklers in the parking lot. And, you know, so nothing like (laughs) crazy. Um, but you know, they built a Barbie dream house out of boxes and cardboard. And, um, one day I was in my Norma tech pants and put my daughter in the shower and I come out to check on her and the water's draining into the, you know, lobby front door area of my room, you know, so just funny thing, memories like that, um, that I, I'm just, Oh, we did go on a hike one time and got caught in hail. We have a video and uh, from my babysitter and her GoPro. So yeah, it was just, um, super, super special, and I'm just so glad that I was able to, to take them along on the journey. And, um, I know that they'll never forget that. Yeah. What that'll be, um, maybe, maybe they don't realize it yet, but some of the very few people, as you said, that saw any game in person last year, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Well, all the while um, in this, we talked about this gap that, that you had um, in, in coming back, you were coaching mm-hmm. and, and you mentioned, you know, the, the love for coaching that you have and maybe it being in, you know, something that you do again in the future. Um, it, Gig Harbor high school girls, um, you've got a, a state title mm-hmm. in your, uh, in your resume already as a coach, right? So that's, that's pretty cool. And it's, um, you know, it's basically, as you said, being around the corner from the rain, it's, it's, uh, an adopted hometown of sorts mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, that year that, um, you know, after I got and cut from the U S team, I, you know, I was looking forward to, to having my last season and then what was, uh, you know, what was I going to be doing? So, um, I got, we got pregnant a little quicker than I thought. 
Um, and I decided to, I was co-coaching with someone in the fall. So that fall of 2015, uh, we were in the championship game against Kansas city. I think we ended up losing one zero. It was super close game. Um, but I was 11 weeks pregnant and I was also juggling coaching as well. My first season as a coach and, and it was a rough season as a coach. It's a lot. You know, I, I think I came in with big visions of everything that I was going to change. And, um, you know, I, I realized as I went along each season, like, okay, just one or two things to add in. You can't just change everything. Um, oh gosh, the first game, uh, we played, it was like a non-league game. We played Curtis, um, and Morgan Weaver on the Thorns was on the other team. She was a senior at the time and, oh my goodness, she destroyed us. I think we lost like seven, two or I don't know, it was a lot. And she was involved in every single goal. And I was like, oh, okay. So, so after that, I kind of followed her career. (laughs) Um, but yeah, things, things got better. Um, you know, as a coach and, you know, I always loved my individual meetings, um, that I had, you know, in the beginning and, um, in the middle of the season on the bus or, you know, on away games. And then at the end of the season, um, just to kind of wrap up and and conclude with players and, um, just some really, um, you know, yeah, special moments with individuals and getting to help them, you know, I remember this last season that I coached, um, she, one of the players was a senior and as a junior, um, she was on JV freshman year, sophomore year and junior. So really, really disappointed junior, not make varsity. And that was the year that we had, um, one state and we had a really good team. And so, you know, she didn't make it. And, but then as a senior, she was on varsity and, um, you know, I asked her how her experience was and she said she loved every minute of it. And um, we kind of processed before, like, you know, what were the hurdles that she had as a junior? And, you know, she just came and I said, well, how did you love every minute of it? Like, that's incredible. And she said, I just had no expectations and I just made the most of everything. And, you know, our last game, we lost in penalty kicks, but she made hers and, you know, she just gave everything she did. And, and so, you know, to see that as a junior, she had, you know, had this just major obstacle and difficulty, but then it was able to just as a senior, just maximize her experience. I just love um, thinking that these players, whether or not they go on to play in college, um, but that they just have positive memories of high school soccer and just sports, you know, and soccer in general, and just being a part of a team and trying to accomplish goals together. And um, yeah, definitely that, that state championship year was, was a highlight. Um, you know, it was just totally focused on that team and dialed in. I wasn't coaching with the rain or doing anything else. And, um, you know, we went through the playoffs and, um, you know, overcame, uh, you know, a major injury from one of our players We're down in our last two games, but came back and showed just a lot of grit and, um, just some toughness to, to win and, um, and to go undefeated. So yeah, pretty, pretty proud of that. And, um, yeah, as I look back, I realize how, how special and rare that is, you know, it is, it is hard to win any championship. So yeah. Um, very proud of that. Drumming up some old uh, bad memories of my high school playing days, uh, <laughs> we uh, we failed to meet some expectations. Um, but that's a cool anecdote, uh, Morgan Weaver. I mean, for for context of people listening, I mean, that's you know one of the top draft picks in in twenty twenty um, that you were coaching against in high school, and now you're back, you know, on the field playing against her, yeah, defending I, against her. Yeah, I think we had a pitcher from the Challenge Cup. Uh, you know, going for a header or something. And I was, <laughs> you know, reposted it. 
Um, yeah, so it, it's fun to to come back and be around for so long and in different capacities. And um, yeah, one of my my Zeke um, King, she just sent me a picture. She said uh, her friend wanted her to vote for her for the low senior class award, and so she sent me a picture of the. Of, you know, the nomination sheet and, and I'm not up there from like, cause I won it the very first year. So, um, you know, it's just funny to, I've been around for a while and, um, and just, you know, have some humor, humor about it. Um, so yeah, it's fun. Does Morgan remember that as well? If she, you guys played and she's like, Hey, remember that time that I scored that hat trick on you? Rub it in my face. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it probably helps too on the, the coaching front, getting, you know, some reps in as you were sort of getting into coaching with, you know, having a Laura Harvey, Vlako and Anofsky, both on the U S soccer staff. Now, um, yeah. it, it sounds like too, that, you know, for you, that the coaching, um, the appeal to coaching is, is that sort of impact just on, on everyday life of a person, a kid, rather than anything really necessarily associated with soccer. Yeah, you know, I definitely like on the field, uh, like I love being a problem solver and the tactics of it. Um, You know, I'm not like a a soccer junkie. Like if I happen to be scrolling through the TV and the game, you know, games on like I'll watch it, but it's not like it's on my TiVo or, you know, I I don't have it in my, on my calendar or something, but, um, but I do, you know, there, I love the technical part of the game. Um, but yeah, I think the thing that really does intrigue me, um, um, definitely the, the individual part, you know, really feeds me that gives me energy, um, those meetings, individual meetings and goal settings and, and talking through those things, um, helping players process, you know, cause when I look back at, at my career, I see some hurdles that I had, um, you know, even recently, like I said, with the working out, you know, okay. And I know that, um, like the beep test with the national team, we always had to run the beep test. And I really struggled with that. And, and I wish that someone had helped me kind of process that, um, a lot sooner so that that wouldn't become just this really big obstacle in my career. Um, and so I, I, you know, was really motivated to help players really take, take responsibility, you know, not make excuses. And, um, you know, now I get to use those skills on myself. Um, you know, like today for the scrimmage, it was like, no excuses. Yeah. This is your fourth day in a row. And yeah, you're going to play 90 minutes. It doesn't matter who the coach is going to put around you, but no excuses, you know, work your butt off. I'm a hard worker. You know, all those positive affirmations that, you know, I tell even my daughter, okay, are you, how are you talking to yourself? Is it kindly, you know, do you believe in yourself and, and all of these things that, you know, I have to tell myself to, to implement as well. So, but yeah, I'm so motivated individually. And then, you know, also, you know, as a team and how to bring a team together and the culture of a team, um, you know, I, I do think that a high school culture is very different than a pro environment. Um, you know, the, the high schoolers, you know, they love that the rah, rah, you know, when all of the, you know, they had all of the songs on the bus ride home and every, you know, all these different things that I just originally, I'm like, I don't get this. Like, why, why is this so important? You guys, you have to make these special hair tie ribbons and I have to wear it and all these rituals. And I just didn't get it. Cause I was like a pro, like I just, you know, you show up and you perform and, um, but for them that, that meant a lot. And, you know, so the year that we won state, 
Um, I worked with a coach that I had met at uh, one of my U.S. soccer licenses to, to build this book, um, like this legacy book, and, you know, just put in it all of the things that, you know, our, our vision, our mission statement, um, a lot of, you know, I had players from years past write down, um, you know, what uh, we wrote down the songs, but what these different traditions meant to them and um, really encapsulate it for from freshmen to seniors, you know, for the whole team and the whole program, really, um, to show them what they're a part of. Um, so that was that was special for me. Yeah. Nice. You can't miss the beep test at the national team. Oh, goodness. I've done a beep test once or twice. It's, it's not fun. I can't imagine doing it every, well, sorry, it was every January, right? Or, or maybe even more frequently than that. Uh, you know, Pia loved it. I feel like we would do it every single time we came to camp, which was every month no joke, like every, yeah, every month. And, and honestly, as I look back, like it was so mental, you know, like it's only a five, seven minute test, but if you're telling yourself, wow, I'm really dead right now. Oh, my legs can't move anymore. Every time you turn, you know, how much does that drain yourself? Like I, (laughs) you know, if your heart rate's already like really elevated before this test has even started, it probably doesn't bode very well for you. So yeah, <laughs> I'm envisioning Pius and Haga now just with her big smile, like, yeah, we're going to run the beep test again. <laughs> Welcome oh, back she to loved it. It was, um, she loved it. It was the symbolism of her, of just this American mentality of grit and pushing through pain. And, and I, and I actually, I had that in me. I just didn't think I did, you know, like I really did like, and I think, you know, having a child going through labor, you know, you're like, okay, I can do anything. And honestly, when I came back from having Kaylee, I really, I trained the beep test. Like I knew I was going to have to do it if I was going to make the team again. And I ended up making the team and, and um, I had her in April and the January um, after I was the last defender running. Um Because, but I trained it, you know, I was dialed in and this is kind of, you know, if I knew if, if I did well at that, it didn't matter what happened with my career. Like I was just proud that I'd come back and overcome that. I didn't want that to be like a defining part of my career. Um, for me, you know, it's not like fans see our results on the beep test, but for me, I knew that that, um, you know, wasn't a positive thing for me. And so I was really glad that I had the opportunity to come back and, um, to do my best and to overcome it. So. Nice. Well, uh, talking a little bit about um, maybe maybe going into the archives a little bit, um, you know, you played in WPS, which I guess we have to say, you know, rest in peace to the Los Angeles Soul and Boston Breakers, uh, unfortunately, because um, two really cool um, franchises in different ways. Um, you played for the Sounders women um, in that sort of 2012, uh, very strange year, I guess, for everybody is probably a, a way to, to maybe uh, summarize it. But, you know, even the early days of the NWSL, um, I'm wondering for, for you as, you know, you've seen um, these different iterations, the evolution of, of the sport, and maybe just say, you know, the, the professional league in this country, um, you know, we, we've got this recent news that there's actual formal negotiations now for a collective bargaining agreement for players, which, you know, I'm thinking about some of the shenanigans from WPS. And um, even though it's been a little while from that, that's a, 
a major sign of progress from from those days, and I think even, you know, maybe not too many years ago. Um, I'm just curious, you know, from having lived through those different um, eras, maybe not the word because it wasn't that long ago, but just you know, those <laughs> different, yeah, but but those different um, situations, I guess. I mean, WPS is you know its own sort of beast the way that ended, but um, d- could you have imagined kind of? Year year nine, season nine, going into ten years of of the NWSL. I mean, a CBA. Um, I know it's a little bit cliche, but like you know, what what were you? If somebody had asked you this in 2013, I mean, at that point, it feels like a lot of players were just like, "Let's see what happens here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I wasn't part of the WSA, um, but that was hard to see it fold. And, um, but I felt like really stable, you know, with my position with the national team, but obviously that's, that's a small pool, you know, so a lot of players, um, you know, didn't have the opportunity to continue professionally. And, you know, it was, um, you know, I think 2008, um, you know, was just, um, uh, you know, national team year. Um, and then 2009 was the start of, of WPS. And, and honestly, you know, my experience, um, you know, club wise, I just have loved the experience getting to play with other international players. Um, just really, really special. So, you know, just played with some of the best players in the world. Um, you know, so the LA soul, um, was with, you know, Marta, was on my team. Um, Camille Abelli was an amazing French player and probably one of my all-time favorites. I am um, captain of the Japanese national team, you know, so just had a, a great experience playing, um, but just had to see that, uh, you know, that we couldn't maintain an LA team and that no one, no ownership group stepped up and, you know, we had to fold. And so I'm really excited for, um, for Angel City, you know, to come on board and, and, um, just really think that there needs to be a California team. So I'm excited for next season. And, um, yeah. And so uh, to look back, like on the WPS um, or on the NWSL, sorry, um, you know, just so exciting to see um, how it's just been sustainable and, and um, you know, it's growing. Um, and I think, you know, the national team, you know, is a huge part of that and their success and um, different ownership groups stepping up and the, just the quality, um, the stadiums, the, practice facilities, everything's really raising the level, um, medical, you know, staff, um, everything's really increasing, but yeah, the, the WPS was hard because everything felt so unstable and it felt like at any given moment, your team could fold. I remember like St. Louis folded halfway through the year. Um, you know, there was a lot of negative experiences in Florida, you know, so it was just really hard to, how do you take a stand for something when, um, there's not a lot of stability. And so I think that, you know, we haven't done it sooner, but I think that the NWSL is in a really stable spot, um, for us as players to kind of take a stand and say, okay, we need to have a CBA. Um, you can't extend our season by two months without increasing our pay. You know, we need to get this down in writing. Um, you know, so maybe we were a little, <laughs> Wish we could have been a little quicker with that. Um, but, you know, I think hopefully things moving forward, um, you know, we'll have more um, rights as players, a little bit more freedom, um, you know, with free agency about where players would like to go. And, and I, um, you know, maybe get our schedule a little sooner. Um, uh, just different things um, that the league kind of needs to abide by. Um, um, you know, so that us players are, are, you know, demanding 
um, just better levels. Um, yeah, I think incredible progress, um, you know, on that front to, to see, and it's good to see that there is a, you know, potential anyway for a CBA sometime soon, maybe. So, um, well, you mentioned, I, I know we both have um, probably a, a child making some noise in the distance that we need to get to in a moment, so, but I wanted to ask you, um, you know, I think you just mentioned Ayamiyama as, as one mm-hmm. of your favorite teammates um, from from your career. Um, you know, curious if if maybe there are, there's a player or two or, or a coach um, that, that maybe had a particular influence on you, on your career, or maybe even off the field. I mean, you know, I think people, um, one thing that maybe gets overlooked is friendships that are formed and in these settings when you're in it all the time, especially on the national team. Um, you know, what, what are some of those memories or even those people that have maybe had the, the, the influence on you as you look back um, with the many players you've played with or coaches you've had? Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, the, the special times and teams where, where it all clicks, you know, I know uh, with the rain, um, you know, in 2014, 2015 uh, with Kim Little and Jess Fishlock and, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, Megan and Naho and Kendall Fletcher and, you know, Hope Solo. We had a really, really special team and, and Laura Harvey at the helm, you know, so just, um, you know, some special, special memories and, and friendships and, and now to, to be back in, in, um, in the group. And, um, you know, even though the season's been extended longer, it just feels like, um, you know, there's an opportunity to, to grow those friendships even more. So like Lou Barnes has been coming over for family dinners, like once a week now that we're only, you know, 15 minutes away uh, versus when we were in Seattle, it felt, okay, I don't want to have someone come over an hour drive. Um, So yeah, it's been special. Um, And just to have my world cross, um, you know, national team was always part of your way at camp. Families there and, you know, you talk about your families. but those two lives never mix. So, you know, I feel really fortunate now that, um, have people in my home and, and hopefully more and more as, you know, COVID lifts and, um, yeah, things get, get back to normal. And I wanted to ask you, you, you have a, a gold medal from, from 2008 there in Beijing is, is, uh, but any place special in particular that, that you maybe went with the national team? I mean, so many different places that you kind of get to experience through that, that team. Um, anything stand out for the, the trips that you've been on with them? Yeah. Um, the goodness, I don't know. I forget what year it was. Um, maybe it was 2004 it was before that, um, team championship, Corinne uh, was our coach. Um, Becky Sauron was on the team, Ashlyn, Megan, a lot of players. And, uh, we went to Thailand and our first group games were in Phuket. And so that was just a really, we got to do some really cool stuff and, you know, want to take my family back to Thailand, um, to kind of experience that. And the other memory that comes up, um, is Portugal. So we used to always go to the Algarve Cup, um, which the national team doesn't do anymore. Um, but that year after I had Kaylee, um, she was almost one was 11 months old. And so, um, my husband and my mom got to split kind of the nanny duties. And, um, I just remember how special that was to, you know, be doing the thing that I love, but to have my family there at the same time. And, um, that was just a really special kind of surreal moment. And, uh, you know, I just, 
I'm so grateful that I get to, um, you know, have a, have a lengthy career that I'm healthy, that I get to do what I love, um, and get to bring my family along for the ride. Nice. Yeah. The all golf cup seems like it was, um, fun. I never got to, to get out there, but it seems like it was, a, a hidden treasure of a, a place in a tournament. So, um, well, I guess um, we'll we'll keep an eye out for some years down the line on the uh, the coaching front is, is what it sounds like for uh, how things go and and you know maybe keep an eye out for uh, where you might be coaching you know maybe at the, the the pro ranks is that something that maybe is an ultimate goal or are you just kind of that too far in advance to think about? Um, oh, I think that. Um you know, I look around when I took my U S soccer B license, you know, there's 36 candidates and only five of them were females, you know, so that really like inspired me to come back and, and just, and stay in the coaching game and, um, encourage my high school players. Like you can always coach, you know? So, um, I think there needs to be more, you know, female coaches. Um, I think, you know, female coaches have a unique eye on, players, you know, and, and how they think and how they process and what they need, you know, mentally and how they need to be communicated to. And, um, so I, I think that's huge. Um, but yeah, I think it's hard to, you know, it's kind of just one year at a time. And, um, my daughters are almost five, five and week and a half and just turned eight. So just balancing those two and always having, you know, my family as my priority and, um, a lot, as long as it's a, a good fit, um, then my husband's super supportive. So, you know, he's juggling things and making it, um, so I'm grateful for my support network and, um, yeah, so maybe, maybe one day, uh, yeah, I'll definitely keep my foot in the game. Well, we'll look forward to that and we'll look forward to, to seeing you, uh, with the rain here in 2021, uh, the season that, uh, the long off season, I guess the very long off season, the, the 2021 one is here now. So. Uh, Well, Steph Cox, thanks for joining me on on Kicking Back. Thanks, Jeff. So nice talking to you. That is that for this episode of Kicking Back. Thanks so much for listening. Can't wait to bring you another great interview soon. If you don't want to miss any or you just need to get caught up, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're listening to. And again, please subscribe to the Equalizer Extra. It's equalizersoccer.com slash subscribe. Get you premium content on all things women's soccer, including bonus content from these podcasts that you can only get as a subscriber to the site. So check that out. We'll be back soon with more Kicking Back.